DJ Radio Network. chance to watch Jackson State play North Carolina Central over the weekend and when you put those kids those those kids from the HBCUs you take them down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta and it wasn't a packed house but it was a it was a nice crowd you had you had Commissioner Goodell who has a nephew that plays for I believe Jackson State which is dope And I don't know who the lady was that announced the game, but she was fantastic. That looked legit to me. That looked like real football. That looked better than MAC, the MAC, better than the Sunbelt Conference. You got a lot of talent at HBCUs, and, and we have to continue to, to showcase. You know, I think I talked to my man Myron Edmonds on the show he came in a couple of weeks ago and I was down covering Pelk and we talked about a lot of things, but one of the things that we discussed was the macroeconomic point of view for these HBCUs and, and not just putting it all on Deion Sanders and Jackson state, their defense got shredded. They didn't look that good. They looked a little distracted. I don't know if Deion Sanders should have coached that game. It's a little odd seeing him wear Colorado and basically announcing his his son as the, the new starting quarterback, and then he's suiting up for Jackson State. That was a little odd. I I saw a team in NC Central, and of course, I don't know anybody on that team. I know their quarterback looked pretty darn good. I was like, this guy could probably play in the league. I'm not saying he could be a starting quarterback in the league. He looked more like a wildcat guy. But with his arm strength and his ability to, to bruise, we were doing a lot of single-wing football. I was like, there, there are a lot of guys out there. I saw like four or five guys that are NFL talents. And they're just hidden on, on the back page, so to speak. It's just good to see a, a national televised game. I taped it. I didn't watch it live, but I taped it. But it's on on a Saturday morning or early Saturday afternoon in, in the SEC slot. And that's good for HBCUs. I I think big picture, my opinion, if HBCUs want to get to the next level, they've got to move away from the HBCU only SWAC MEAC mentality. The SWAC and the MEAC champion should meet if one of them's or neither of them are eligible to play in the in the FCS playoff. But teams like Jackson State and NC Central, they should be playing in the FCS playoffs. They should be playing teams like South Dakota State, North Dakota, Montana. The best of the best in that division. You have to, you have to play elite competition, I think. And Deion Sanders had a great speech. It's like a four-minute speech. If you haven't seen it, Google it. He talks about all of the other factors that I've been talking about that influence his decision. And what he said to me that jumped off the page, he talked about, hey, if we, if we move to another conference – and I've been saying that over and over again. You can't expect Dion to do what you want him to do with the, in the SWAC. He's going to have to move that team out of the SWAC. So let's say he gets 
the five-star, four-star recruits, all of that stuff. Well, he's going to have to move them to the Sun Belt Conference, which means you're not going to be playing Alcorn State. You're not going to be playing Alabama A&M. You're not going to be playing Grambling and Florida A&M. You're not going to be playing those schools anymore. You're not playing SWAC and MEAC schools anymore. You know, you're playing, you're playing teams like UAB, the Blazers. You're playing Trent Dilfer, who's about to take that job down there. And there are going to be a lot of people that would criticize him for doing that. And Dion said, he said, if I want to take the team to another conference, are the rest of the, the teams here at Jackson State ready for that? Can the basketball team keep up? Can the baseball team keep up? Can the volleyball team, soccer team, can they keep up? Can the track team keep up? And the answer is probably no. And he reiterated that it's not his job to to hold up all of black America and, and, and be the ambassador for intercollegiate athletics for Jackson State and all HBCUs. That's not, that's not his job. He's not there to carry the SWAC and the MEAC and get this HBCU to, to be able to suit up and play against Ole Miss or, or Mississippi State or Alabama or LSU. That's not his job. He went out there, he delivered. I think that he, I think that he over-delivered and under-promised, which is a lot because there's a lot of uh, bravado coming from Deion Sanders. And he delivered on his promises. And they had a fantastic team. They looked good. His son is, his son is, a, is a very interesting prospect to me. That one-step drop, he gets rid of the ball quick. He looks like Kurt Warner out there. He gets rid of that ball quick. That's going to look good on tape. And I'm curious, when he goes to Colorado and playing a little bit more talent, now Pac-12 talent, man, I don't know how much better they are than NC Central, to be honest with you. But you got some good talent at Utah and at SC. And Shadur Sanders gets rid of that ball quickly. He's accurate. He has speed. He has poise. He has pocket presence. They definitely didn't lose the game because of him. They lost the game because their defense got shredded. But I love what Deion Sanders has done, and I really enjoyed watching that game. It was a very good game. It was very exciting. It was back and forth. And I said, man, NC Central, just as good of a team. I don't know what their schedule is. I'm not pretending to be an HBCU specialist for football. But I saw two really good football teams. It looked legit. You're playing at a big boy stadium in front of a big boy audience. It looked like big boy college football to me. And I loved every minute of it. Um, as I wrap up before we go into Christmas break, I wanted to talk. I'm going to pivot briefly and get out of this segment <laughs> I was I was communicating and, and going back and forth with with another friend that's an entrepreneur. And it's funny. People ask me all the time about entrepreneurship and and hey Lance, what did you do to to move your your show to the next level? What have you had to bring to the table? How much work was it? How did you make it happen? Did you luck into this? Did you did you hustle into this? And it's just funny. I was talking to one of my friends. I'm up at three in the morning the other night and I'm mixing promos. I got a contract that I'm working on for my consulting business. I talked to Rampage. I was up with Rampage talking to him for a couple of hours. We have a we have an amazing healthcare initiative that we're about to launch early next year. And that's that's going to be that's going to be the best thing that that I've done since I've been doing this show, especially the HealthCast. We're trying to bring in people from the hip hop community to be healthcare ambassadors and then use some of my connections with health plans 
for large marketing campaigns and, and Rampage has the ear and, and the respect of a lot of people in this business. And I have the ear and respect of a lot of people in the healthcare business. And we're really working on, on doing something special. But I'm up at three in the morning and I'm working, I'm grinding and I'm hustling. And that would be my answer. It's not necessarily the most talented person that, that makes it happen. It's not necessarily the most articulate, the most educated, the best looking. A lot of times it's the person that's willing to work till two thirty, three in the morning. That gets to the next level. People see me with the Gcast. They see me doing the events. They see me tailgating games. They see the success. They they see the Lance Day Radio Network. We're always adding affiliates. We're looking to make a huge announcement about adding a, another platform soon. And people see that, and people give me a lot of feedback about that, some positive, some negative. But what, what you don't see is me up at 3 in the morning doing consulting work. What you don't see is me designing streamers and banners and, and stuff for our road and trade shows. What you don't see is me mixing promotions and, and cutting commercials and stuff like that at two in the morning. That's what you don't see. You don't see me going to these trade shows almost by myself and setting up four cameras and carrying in with a dolly, like five boxes of stuff. You, you don't see me opening up Paragon seven studios all by myself. Paragon and parking seven, seven, in front studios, of, studios. of 414 Union Street in downtown Nashville at one in the morning and unloading stuff until 430 in the morning. You don't see the doubt. You don't see the invoice that is 90 days past due and you're a small business and you got a significant amount of money coming to you and you're past due. You're trying to collect on that. You don't see that. You don't see getting insurance for yourself and trying to, to work through that. You don't see me getting my wisdom teeth pulled and having to pay for that out of pocket. You don't see those things. And I just implore people that, that want to get into this entrepreneurship racket, want to have their own business, want to be their own boss, just look, look below the tip of the iceberg. Because you see the success, you see, you see the flossing, you see what looks attractive to you, but there's, there's a lot of failure, there's a lot of doubt, there's a lot of, uh, of financial investment there's a lot of long nights. There's a lot of, of traveling. You saw me whipping a G-Wagon out in L.A. in Beverly Hills and at Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles and all of that good stuff. But what you, what you didn't see is, is me driving through the Texas panhandle at 2 in the morning on my way back from L.A. And in many ways, that's what entrepreneurship is. It's driving through the Texas panhandle at 2 in the morning by yourself. Merry Christmas. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon 7 Studios. James Lewis. Five seconds left on the clock. I don't think AM is watching the clock. Has to shoot a long three. Oh! 
made it. He pulled up from Gehenna at the, at the end of the shot clock. Messiah Thompson, oh my, oh my. That might have been the dagger. That might have been the dagger. That is definitely the dagger. That might have been the dagger. I don't know if he made that on skill or luck, but the shot clock was winding down. AM didn't realize, and Messiah Thompson had to pull up and shoot that, and he cashed it out again. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. This is James Lewis, host of the Lance J Radio Network HealthCast series. When I was a quality executive, I spent many years working with Episource on chart retrieval, coding, and their analytics platform. This is the time of year where health plans are focused on their final push for risk adjustment to close out 2021 dates of service. Identify HCC gaps. Stratify at both the member and provider level with Episource analysts. Episource combines intelligent technology and a team with many years of subject matter expertise. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Matthew, Little Caesars is now the official pizza of the NFL. Let's hear it. Pizza, pizza. Again. Pizza, pizza. Pizza, pizza. No! Pizza, pizza! We're ready! Enjoy game day with a fanceroni pepperoni with over 100 old world pepperonis. Pizza, pizza. I'm the latest hashtag challenge. And everyone on social media is trying me. I'm trending so hard that hashtag common sense can't keep up. This is going to get tens and tens of views. But if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, you could be left to pay for this yourself. Get Allstate and be better protected from mayhem for a whole lot less. I ain't snitching on nobody from Harlem, man. I give you a couple cats down in D.C. doing their thing, out of town doing their thing, but um, I'm not snitching on nobody in Harlem because when I come home, I'm still going to be the king. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.